Okay, this is episode three of the Notes from an Inspiring Humanitarian podcast. I am your host, Rolando Tompkins-Jones. For today's podcast, we will be talking about conservative Christian beliefs and sexual orientation and social work. There's a book, uh, there's a book that, is, that has come out called Conservative Beliefs and Sexual Orientation and Social Work, Privilege, Oppression, and the Pursuit of Human Rights. So here's the description from the book. This important new work addresses the tensions and divisions in social work between conservative Christian, lesbian, gay, and bisexual students, practitioners, faculty, and clients. Authors representing a diverse range of sexual orientation, religions, and professional identities explore the different facets of the debate regarding freedom of religious expression and full sexual orientation affirmation to provide a deeper understanding of the complexity of topics such as social identity, oppression, power, privilege, human rights, and social justice, as well as attitudes and prejudice, ethics, and the law. Offering insight into the struggles within Christian communities regarding the conflicts between perceived religious uh, mandates and human sexuality, the book also highlights mediators of the relationship between conservative Christianity and sexual orientation bias. Further, this book addresses a significant gap in the literature by discussing multiple approaches to addressing some of the conflicts between conservative Christian and LGBT. Uh, social workers at individual and institutional levels. Models of Christian LGB affirmation and advocacy are presented and recommendations for teaching, research, and practice are provided to move the field forward. So today we'll be talking about uh, we'll be talking about conservative Christian beliefs and sexual orientation and social work. Uh, and today we also have one of the editors of, of this book, uh, uh, Adrian Dessel, friend of mine, and a social worker, educator, and uh, an advocate in this work. So, so I just like to welcome, uh, just like to welcome Adrian to the to the podcast. And we have a few questions that we'll get to. But thank you, thank you, Adrian. Um, if you just uh, just introduce yourself a little bit and say a little bit about uh, your work, and then we'll get into the the interview. Sure. Um, so thank you so much, Rolando, for having me. Um, I, um, I am a uh, social worker, I'm an educator, a uh, dialogue practitioner, um, and yeah, and I'm very interested in, uh, in this particular area of work and uh, felt that it was an area that was uh, in need of attention um, for various different reasons. And, uh, and so, you know, um, it started uh, with one one little thing and, and kind of led into a, a book. So I'm, I'm really glad that, that I'm able to share the work with everybody. Yes, yes, yes. And um, even, in my, even in my own work, uh, Adrian, when I'm, when I'm uh, teaching students um, or doing workshops uh, with practitioners in the field, sometimes I do encounter that belief or, or a sentiment um, from folks uh, feeling like they have to give something up in order to uh, particularly if they have conservative uh, Christian beliefs, feeling as if they have to give something up in order to uh, work with um, people who are gay, lesbian, uh, bisexual, or transgender. Um, so what, what led you to take action towards studying and, and, and working with people at this specific intersection of identity? Well, so when I was a PhD student in Knoxville, Tennessee, um, Probably, uh, oh, I don't 
don't know, 10 years ago, um, I, uh, I was in a class and uh, we were reading some articles and I came upon this article that um, uh, Becky Bolin, actually, who's the, um, the co-editor with me, had assigned. And there were two articles, actually. One was an article um, by David Hodge uh, that talked about how Christian evangelicals um, were an oppressed group in social work because of their belief systems. And also there were some articles um, around uh, lesbian health, actually, um, and, and in these group of articles, you know, I started to see um, that there was uh, there there was a way in which power uh, wasn't being analyzed in the way that I that I thought it should be. Um, and I also I, I had a lot of um, a lot of uh, pause in in just thinking about you know why it was that people who were conservative Christian would have these. Um, have this belief system, um, and so the more I read about it, the more that I felt that uh, it was it was a situation where people were basically um, being, um, you know, they they had a belief system that was getting in the way of of their practice, and uh, and and they they felt that this belief system was something that really couldn't be, um, you know, gotten around, or you know that there were there were other ways in which they could um, could share the belief system, and and you know I, I had a lot of uh, concern about it uh, because basically for social workers the idea should be that people should be able to work with all different populations, um, and not not only that, but um, you know just the idea that uh, you know basically um, you know I think that you know. Um, People, you know, just should think about how they could work on these issues in a way that would lead them to be able to work with all different populations. And so that's why I, I had to come up with the book idea. Okay. And so, and so, how did you how did you go about that process? So you say, okay, okay, this uh, we we need to we need to look at this more. We need to um, to to gather some stories here. Uh, how did you how did you go about uh, you know finding and and, and and selecting people to to share? Right. Well, so what we did was we um, we we first uh, came up with a group of authors that we knew would be um, I, I guess interested in in researching the book um, from various different angles, and then we went to the. Um, to the, well, what happened was we, we wrote one article. So there was one article that actually sort of challenged the idea that conservative Christian beliefs and sexual orientation were incompatible with each other. Um, and basically we, you know, after doing some research on the one article, um, CSWE Press came back to us and said we'd like to turn uh, the article into a book. Um, so, you know, what we did was we just basically were saying to ourselves, um, you know, it's not possible, first of all, for all conservative Christian belief systems to be um, against sexual orientation. We, we knew that that wasn't true. Um, but we had to we had to do some research. We had to come up with some different ideas about, um, you know, things in which uh, we could, 
we could sort of substantiate our, our beliefs around that. Um, and then uh, and then when we went to CSWE, we, we came back and they said, well, we, they would, said they'd like us to bring in some other perspectives. So not just um, perspectives from LGBTQ people, but also um, conservative Christian belief systems as well. And, and really thinking about the idea that... Um, that there was a wide a wide range of uh, belief systems, and that um, you know that that we needed to you know we looked into the issues of ethics and law, and um, and talking about things like um, cultural competence and humility, and so we really expanded it you know much more broadly than when we first had had started off with the book. Oh wow. Wow. So, so in, in putting all that together, what, what have been some, uh, what were some, uh, some challenges that you've encountered in trying to bring people together around this? Mm-hmm. Well, there were a couple of different challenges. I mean, the first one was that we had to actually um, reach out to people across the, the divide. So, um, for example, um, Rick uh, Kemmick's Case, who was the uh, director of the uh, North American Associations of Christians and Social Work, um, I uh, I contacted him and said to him, um, you know, that I'd like to sort of hear from him about some ideas that he might have. Um, you know, I think the hardest thing sometimes is just sort of like reaching out to people across the divide and saying, you know, this is an issue in social work and we need to talk about it. So. I started off, you know, talking with him, you know, like quite a while back, six or seven years back, and um, and then he led me to some other people um, that I ended up uh, being, that they were authors of the book, um, of book chapters, rather, and, um, and then, you know, thinking about thinking about some of these really sticky issues, such as um, referring uh, clients out or um, or thinking about, uh, you know, can, can someone be, um, you know, for example, uh, in, in clinical services, you know, what are the issues that come up in clinical services around these issues? So those are some of the challenges. Yeah, there's been uh, there's there's been a lot of uh, of, uh, of of challenge out there. Uh, I can even um, I can even remember also, you know, just hearing of cases where you know, students in uh, counseling programs and other programs too, um, um, and litigation being involved in relation to students, you know, feeling feeling as if they um, they could not serve members uh, of, of the, the LGBT uh, uh, community because mm-hmm. it, that in some way would be going against their, their, uh, their strongly held uh, beliefs. And, um, mm-hmm. this, this, and then th- that, that conflict with uh, the code of ethics of, uh, you know, the American Counseling Socia- Association, the, um, the NASW, and, and, and the code of ethics that we hold too. So it's, it, it can get to be really contentious at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, well, there's a, a number of different issues there. I mean, one is just, um, you know, the idea, again, that we should be um, able to, to serve everyone. And, and when I say serve everyone, I don't mean, um, you know, that, uh, 
let's see, how shall, how shall I put it? Um, I think that, you know, saying that you're not going to serve someone because of their sexual orientation is different than other categories, right? Um, and, you know, uh, it's like saying that you're not going to serve someone because they are, you know, heterosexual or, or because, uh, because they're a man or, or, you know, I, I think that, um, there, you know, I, I remember very early on looking at some of the, um, of the writing and it was just sort of shocking to me about how, um, how we, we had this language that was being used that, that was, uh, shall I say, not the most affirming language. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I think, I think Christi- um, social work has a history of Christianity that is not something that, you know, you know, the more you delve into the history of social work and you, you learn about... Um, you know, some of the areas in which, you know, not only around LGBT issues, but around race issues, um, there's sort of a history of, um, how, how shall we say it, uh, you know, one group um, either protecting another group or, you know, caretaking for another group, you know, that there's not this uh, kind of revolution, I think, that needs to take place around, um, you know, equality. Um, yeah. and, and so, um, and so that, you know, that, that gets in the way of things as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so, uh, so, so, so can, uh, can conservative religious expression, uh, and, and LGB sexual orientation affirmation exist in social work? Well, yeah, I think it can. I think that people need to first think about their socialization. So I, I know as far as a dialogue practitioner, you know, you, I know that you know about this concept of socialization. And really what we need to do is sort of um, undo the socialization that has occurred and um, and become critical thinkers. And, you know, when I, long ago, because I, I did my dissertation research in this area before I wrote the book, um, but, uh, you know, there were, in, in my study, um, a few people who um, would kind of have this uh, critical thinking about socialization that was different than, than some of the other um, some of the other um, modes of thinking that people would go through. And, you know, I think you, you, you said very at the beginning of, the, of our talk here about how some people need to really um, think about what they're giving up or, or what they are, um, you know, maybe have to, to think differently about. And, and I, I think that that is part of it. It's, it's about, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, there's a, Pastor Danny Cortez has this video um, that talks about how he uh, actually realized that his son was gay and how he realized it in time uh, before it was too late, before he rejected his son. And, mm. and you know, it, it kind of comes down to that. I mean, I think that a lot of people are just, um, you know, taking... Um, 
what you know what they're learning and um, you know fashioning it or refashioning it in different ways so that they can be both um, conservative in the way that they want to be and also be fully affirming as well. Mm, mm. That's a, that's a really that's a very very important point, uh, uh, a wonderful point about uh, socialization. It's 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 and you're right. It's, it's one of the first things. Um, that I talk with uh, students about. It's one of the first things that I talk with um, uh, people about in general when, 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 when talking about this is just, just the fact that in some ways we've all been kind of given, given information that isn't, that isn't, you know, 100% accurate, you know. Right. Um, you know, sometimes people are doing the best that they can, um, but operating out of a place of, of, of ignorance, operating out of a place of, of fear, too, at times, and, and insecurity, um, and, and having, and having experiences with people or, or just having experiences, you know, on your own that can kind of contradict, contradict, uh, some of the, some of the things that, uh, that you might've been told that we might've been told, um, gives us a really wonderful opportunity, I think, to really, um, sit and think about, okay, so am I going to really hold on to this or, uh, you know, this, this, this thing that I've been told to believe so tightly, or am I going to, um, dig a little bit deeper and try to see, you know, or just be open to the possibility that, you know, maybe everything they've, they've told me, you know, even though it might come from the people who, you know, really care about us, sometimes our parents, sometimes our uh, family, other, other loved ones, you know, just realizing Uh that, you know, maybe they weren't, maybe they weren't right about everything. Um, Uh And Uh so I think that's the wonderful, one of the wonderful things that come with, uh, uh, with practicing and, and, and and learning and being exposed to uh, to dialogue too, to intergroup dialogue. Uh, mm-hmm. So could you could you say a little bit about your work in in, in intergroup dialogue and how it uh, how it can relate to engaging students around religion and, and sexual orientation or and community mm-hmm. members too? You know, because this is mm-hmm. a this is an issue that it's 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 uh, it impacts uh, folks in, in academia and education, but then it it, it spreads out to the community. This is a large issue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so, well, like I said, when I, before I wrote the book, I actually uh, worked in um, doing an intergroup dialogue uh, as part of my, my PhD research, and I actually worked um, in a, a public school setting, uh, working with teachers in a public school setting and um, who were heterosexual and then members of the LGBT community, and um and then I've worked, you know, in, in various other ways, excuse me, in, in academia and also in other settings. And, you know, I think one of the things that Intergroup Dialogue does is that it um, it sort of helps people uh, think about the gray areas, you know, the areas in which they um, they may not have um, every, every answer. Um, and also the, the ways in which they might have maybe like more than one answer, you know, that's sort of kind of rubbing up against each other and not making sense with each other, you know, like, you know, my, my uh, you know, whatever, my brother is gay, but, you know, he's also, um, you know, like head of a company or something, you know, and, and you know, just these ways in which um, I think, you know, people kind of say, you know, how can two things be true at the same time? And, you know, I think it's also um, about empathy, about listening, um, and about really learning from each other. 
um, and that sort of happens over time. Um, and so I don't, I think it doesn't, you know, reach a point where people really can um, engage with each other until they really um, learn to listen and, and really heard some of the, the stories that are behind, um, you know, whatever, what people are, are sharing in their lives. Um, and then, you know, then I think the question becomes, well, what are we going to do about it, you know, and, and what's the right thing to do in social work in particular? So, I mean, we can think about, like, you know, do we want to, you know, fight justice in general um, in terms of all different types of justices, but particularly in social work, um, you know, we, we have a... a, a you know, we need to be fighting for these things um, just for basic equality. Um, and so, you know, I think even if in the field of social work we have these issues, we, you know, we really need to be working on them in social work as well. Um, yeah. That's right, especially. There, there's something about, uh, there's just something about having those experiences that really, um, that really rock you, that really, you know, you know, cause you to stop and think and, you know, wait a minute. I know, uh, 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 for me in particular, um, being in a place where I was sort of out of my, um, you know, surroundings or out of my, you know, socialization where there are a lot of touches from people to kind of give the feedback that I'd already heard before was a really great thing. So like coming to college and, uh, just living, learning, and like working with people who uh, who were different, particularly in the in the context of this conversation, um, who were uh, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and having experiences that totally contradicted what I was told to expect or what I was told to believe um, was really was a really transformative transformative experience. Uh, so so just having those experiences and, and, and being exposed to other things. Um, it it can it can it can highlight the the fact that all the information that we get isn't isn't actually you know a hundred percent correct, um, right? You know, so right. so it can really foster a, a, a desire to want to get other stories and to challenge um, the, the 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 incorrect information that's out there or the information that's based on like ignorance and fear, uh, uh-huh. and it can really open up you know open up your 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 world kind of thing. I know it, it definitely. Um, I definitely had uh, and continue to have uh, many experiences that do that for me. And then I think there's the power issue, you know. Then there's the issue of, you know, um, who has more power, who has less power. Um, you know, I think in, in dialogue work, um, you know, we would address these issues and then if it comes, you know, then what, what do you do about that, you know? What do you do about the fact that, um, you know, whatever issues going on, if it's race or gender, sexual orientation or whatever, that, you know, one group has more power, one group has less power, um, and, and, and what we're about is about equity and equality, and, and so how do we, how do we rectify that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. a ever, that's a ever important, important, uh, uh, question issue and part of the work, so, mm-hmm. so, so even in that, um, I've I've found that uh, educators also um, need help on um, figuring out how to address these tensions that exist, particularly at the intersection of religion and sexual orientation. Um, 
And I know you've actually come up with a collection of some tips on how uh, faculty and educators can facilitate uh, those complex conversations in the classroom um, around sexual orientation, diversity, and religious faith or, or beliefs. Um, would you be willing to talk a little bit about some of the, uh, the examples, some of the tips that you've come up with to, uh, to help faculty even in, in navigating and um, negotiating some of these conversations that come up? Yeah, so um, let's see. We, we actually have, um, uh, I mean, uh, the chapter I have in the book talks a little bit about this, but um, I think one thing um, that we need to do, first of all, is to um, come up with, you know, what we think are, talk about our own social identities and how do they influence um how we might see this issue in the classroom, right? So if we are, you know, whatever the social identities are that we might come up with, sexual orientation, religious identity, um, how might these different uh, and intersecting identities influence the conversation? Um, the second thing is comfort level with conflict. So if we're not comfortable with conflict, if we are comfortable with conflict, um, what might we need to become more comfortable engaging with conflict? Um, I think that's something that we need to be thinking about. Um, related, you know, what are our particular emotions around these topics? Um, what are the supports for addressing them in the classroom, depending on, you know, where we are in our educational um, traje trajectory? Um, what are the risks and challenges involved in, in these topics in the classroom? You know, do we have um, largely uh, heterosexual students, largely gay students? Is there a mix? Um, we have to know what we know about the pertinent issues. So, you know, what is our actual knowledge base around this work? Um, what are the gaps in knowledge? Um, and then, you know, creating a classroom environment that encourages safety and sharing and reflective learning and bravery and engaging with the topic. Um, and that, you know, that involves a whole range of things um, that we, um, you know, that we, we really need to work on. So, so those are some, some basic tips. Thank you. I just I just want to say thank you so much. Thank you so much for uh, for, for 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 coming and and, and sharing uh, with uh, with us today. Uh, were there any were there any closing thoughts? I know this is a this is a conversation. This is a work. Um, this is impacts uh, real lives. Um, but this is a, this is a delving into the into the conversation that I hope. Um, uh, listeners and people who come across this would um, begin to even go out and seek more information on this and how you know um, folks can either um, uh, particularly uh, focus on ways in which or look for ways in which we might be complicit in in the oppression so we can we can find ways to act against it to 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 to, to resist that um, but but really, thank you for 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 coming in and, and delving into this with with us. Uh, and so, were there any any closing thoughts that you might have um, in general about the work, about um, about the book, about uh, anything at all? Well, I guess I would say, I mean, and I say this often in in my work um, that you know the first thing that you would want to do is, um, and I I find that I. Um, 
you know, that I, I did this myself, um, is to go and find someone who is, um, you know, uh, completely different than you are um, and have a conversation with them about how this impacts them. You know, so for me, um, I didn't, you know, know anyone that was a conservative Christian. And so, you know, in, in, the, um, in the end, I, you know, I needed to go and, and find those people who were different than me so that I could um, begin, you know, to, to work with them on, on what needed to happen to, to write the book. Um, and so if, if you can do that, and then, you know, you, you go from there in terms of thinking how can we, you know, how can we expand the conversation, so... That's what I would say. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, doing doing our yeah, trying to trying to get those different uh, points of view, those different uh, narratives, those different lived experiences is a really important part of of expanding our our world, expanding our worldview mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. I also yeah. just this is a note. I also appreciated um, one of the first points being in your in your in your tips uh, for for faculty and other educators is to 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 get a get a sense of um, your own social identities and, and how they may be impacting uh, how you come into the conversation, how you, um, you know, your thought process, your actions. It's just it's just such an important piece because sometimes I often hear, which which is somewhat different, I think, sometimes from at least what I often hear. Um, there's this there's this sense of one has to be um, neutral or we're coming from a, 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 a neutral place, um, but sometimes. Uh-huh. I found when when really thinking about power and, and the way it works, uh, you know, new, neutrality or objectivity is is more of a matter of, of influence um, uh-huh. than fact. So just I just really appreciated that point about you know figuring out what are, getting a getting a sense of you know what are your own social identities and what uh, where do you fit within the whole uh, you know privilege uh, oppression. Um, spectrum and how could that be influencing how you're how you're coming into this? This is really wonderful. Mhm, mhm. Yeah. Well, um, there's a lot to learn and do, and uh, and I, I think especially I think we want all students to be educated right around these issues. Um, and so I think I sort of you know frame it not as that there are certain students that um, might be conservative and have certain belief systems that are oppressed, but that we have um, certain students that are conservative who may um, not recognize um, all the ways in which they have power and and that that is leading them to um, maybe misrepresent um, or, you know, have some some other representation uh, that, that needs to be, you know, thought of when we're thinking of working on these issues together. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's important because uh, sometimes things things look the same or they seem the same, you know. But uh, the you know the the, the power and, and the location really changes um, how that how that shows up. Have you have you heard of um, or, or done this particular uh, exercise? This one particular exercise I do that uh, that I that I'd seen before too, where. Um, students are kind of lined up in rows or participants in, in the classroom and they are each given a piece of paper and uh, the objective is to um, you know toss that piece of paper from where they are 
into uh, a, a waste basket or the trash can that's like in the front of the room? I think so, and and it depends on where they're located, whether or not they can get it. Yeah, one one of the ways I like to um uh one of the way, one of the ways I like to frame it, I just like to you know say, well, you know, all the everybody has the same amount of hours in the day. You know, this is this is uh you know uh, America. There's the rules are the same. You know, for everyone, it's just one of those things to frame it, and uh, uh-huh. you know, you each have the same you know, piece of paper there. So from where you are, to try to 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 put it in the in the in the basket. Um, and it's interesting because particularly it's it's usually a lot of silence from the folks up front, but the folks in the back and sometimes in the middle are like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Questioning, you know, the the exercise. But it's it's just one of those things because uh, I, I thought of this when you when you mentioned that some folks might not even be aware of uh, how their uh, parts of their identity or where they're located gives them power. Um, so mm-hmm. even though even though in that particular scenario it's like we're all in the same room and the rules seem to be the same, um, the 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 environment is set up in a way that uh, that supports some folks in the room um, at the expense of other folks. So uh, I just right. really really appreciated your your point on that because it made me think of that. Sometimes folks yeah. think something looks the same, you know, or it sounds the same, um, but it's it's actually very different. Yeah, and so I think again, that's just about expanding people's, you know, views of um, of identity and of power, and uh, and and also, you know, trying again to go back to what it is that they think they'll be giving up, and you know, what it is that's important to them, um, and. Uh, yeah, and, and thinking about, you know, how to, again, make things more more equitable for everyone. So, okay. so, uh, so uh, just, just uh, before we close, just one hope that you have for, uh, for the work that you're doing around this topic. Um, well, my hope would be that, um, my hope would be that in uh, public systems, which is where I, I really want to um, increase my efforts, uh, because I think that we need to um, actually work uh, much much earlier than than we have been working to try to undo the socialization process. Um, <laughs> that that we can uh, work in a way that will um, uh, create um, you know new learning. Um, in intergroup dialogue and other uh, other types of uh, you know other types of ways that we can educate our kids, um, so that we we maybe can start earlier in in how to uh, undo the socialization process. That's what I hope for. All right. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you so much for 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 coming and sharing your uh, your experiences. And um, the the book, uh, conservative Christian beliefs and sexual orientation. Folks can find it on Amazon. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. You, you can find that on uh, Amazon. It's it's. Uh, I encourage you to check that out. So this particular uh, interview was a part of the Our Voices segment uh, segment on the Notes from an Inspiring Humanitarian podcast that highlights the contributions of people who wish to impact the lives of others in positive ways. So thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for 
the next episode of the NAH podcast coming soon. Thank you.